Muscles. Weapons. Dominance. Machos. I will be right back. Welcome to Feminist Frequency Radio, the podcast that asks you to be critical of the media you love. I'm Kat Spada, and I'm here with a mini-episode to introduce you to a brand new season of the podcast with a bit of a different spin. For the next several episodes, we're going to be bringing you all of the feminist media criticism goodness that you crave, but this time exploring the specifics of masculinity and machismo in a season we're calling Machos. Fully Loaded. Joining me on this journey is one of my favorite hunks. You know him from his guest appearance to discuss Tar on the last season of the podcast. And it does feel important to note that his personal best currently is a 265 deadlift. So welcome to the show, strongman AC Lamberty. Thank you, Kat, so much. Uh, <laughs> so excited to be here. And I, you know, got to say my deadlift will be at 315 by the end of this series, period. We'll do a check in at the end. We should do a check in. Like, I think this would be something just every time like oh, an episode comes out, if you listen to it, you're just like, all right, this is my motivation. My one rep max update for sure. Yeah, I think that should be a, a segment. And my one rep max update will go from the two pound <laughs> wrist weights that I've been using Hey, this is not a weights shaming podcast. It's all podcast. macho to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so if this voice isn't unfamiliar to you, uh, if you missed our TAR episode, although you should listen to that because what a ride, um, let me give you a little introduction to AC. He's a filmmaker and entertainment professional who has worked with the Directors Guild of America and associate produced the award-winning Radiotopia podcast, The Truth. As a filmmaker and writer, he's one of Lambda Literary's Emerging Voices Fellows, and he's passionate about subversive intersectional media. But AC, you are also passionate about all things macho. You have a Tom of Finland tattoo, which I think is about as macho as it gets. And this passion for machos, uh, it's exactly the reason why we like became soulmates <laughs> in the Period. world of machismo. Like... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a shared passion for hot guys, period. Um, <laughs> mo- I mean, specifically Patrick Swayze. Um, oh. I don't remember who of us brought it up first, but we kind of confided that Patrick Swayze is like the doll. He's the one person who embodies the masculine ideal. He's fucking oh. gendered goals. Uh, he's the movie star that people want to be, want to be with. Absolutely. Um, I mean, personally, my first Patrick Swayze moment was Point Break. I also have a Point Break tattoo. Um, I'm fine and normal for that. Um, <laughs> but Bodhi, him as Bodhi, truly changed me as a person. I mean, like, rugged, muscular, from Texas, but also from California. Um, <laughs> just full of cultural reset and also very hot. It Patrick's, like, the love of Patrick Swayze, it's transcendent because... Uh-huh. Like, there's the, okay, you're going to be in the Hollywood rom- romance, you're going to be in Ghost, or let's have one of these big, fun action movies that's, like, crazy, Badass Bouncer with a Heart of Gold in Roadhouse. But then there's these, like, feminized characteristics, or traditionally feminized, that I think were really surprising for the era. I mean, he was a dancer, he iconically played a drag queen in Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. But we're going to have a lot more to say about Patrick Swayze in a future episode. So uh, much. Strap in. Truly. <laughs> strap in and strap on. <laughs> that actually should be the tagline. The tagline. <laughs> um, we fully could do a Patrick Swayze episode, honestly. Um, 
But the season will not just exclusively be about Patrick Swayze, um, although his spirit guides us in all things, just like ghost. Hello, yeah, I'm here at the. I'm at the uh, the wheel. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, take wheel. the wheel. Um, <laughs> but with Machos fully loaded over the next several weeks, we're going to be diving into portrayals of masculinity in mainstream movies across the decades. Um, I feel like we're as an American culture, at least, uh, societally conditioned to be drawn to kind of like high-octane, testosterone-fueled images of men on screen. So your Schwarzeneggers, uh, your Stallones, your Vin Diesel, and his family. Family. Um, which, I mean, are incredible. <laughs> Hot, fun, great guys. Um, but Kat and I, I think, are especially interested in the fringes of masculinity in Hollywood. When it is or isn't considered transgressive for men to explore queerness, to sing and dance, to be sex workers, or to, you know, randomly even consider a female co-star their equal in advancing the plot. It's a, it's hard to find those examples, but we found them. Some and gems. Yeah. We also, like, want to acknowledge that, uh, obviously, our culture, our, our read on culture and the filmmaking industry itself is woven through with oppression so a lot of the characters and actors that have been presented to us over and over and over again are straight, white, cis men from the U.S., handful of Europeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, we're we looking at a broad range of, like, the films that have shaped us and shaped our, our reading of, like, machos on screen. So I'm really interested to, to, like, go on this journey and find out how the industry and society have fed into each other's narrow scope of what is culturally accepted because this is like what we've been raised on to be admirable, to be aspirational. And what does it mean to be heroic and be a hero? And um, that's, I think, why we talked about even starting this was that we were like, we see what we're being given. We like the taste of it, but we also feel like there's a lot of like nutritional value that we're missing. So totally. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Not just being critical of the media we love, also being critical about the men in said media. <laughs> love it. It's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that everyone else who is at that Monday night screening of Devotion that you and I went to <laughs> loved the the lobby combo that we were having. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. during, and after. Just about um, Jonathan Majors being the macho of the moment. He is, and he's also a weirdo, and that's yes. what I love so much about him. Yeah. But, you know, again, there's going to be more more to come on the machos. I really do feel like this is going to be a several weeks long therapeutic exercise for me um, because I've needed to grapple with the fact that sometimes I'm like really grossed out when I'm also <laughs> extremely crushing on like a meathead in an action movie and um, it's pathological. Yeah, and you know, for our first episode, our guests are going to be our therapists uh, to oh help God. unpack. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is a podcast, Catherine? That's her first question. <laughs> well, I am excited for this. And listeners, please um, buckle up, strap in, strap on, uh, <laughs> hit the NAS button in your car. <laughs> And you'll be on a wild ride with us this season. It's Feminist Frequency Radio presents Machos Fully Loaded. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm AC Lamberty. You can follow me on Instagram and Letterboxd at AC Lamberty. I'm Kat Spada, and I'm on Twitter at Kat underscore EX underscore Machina. Make sure to follow Feminist Frequency on all of the socials at Femfreak. 
And subscribe at patreon.com slash femfreak to get regular bonus episodes and a fantastic Discord for chatting about life, the universe, and everything. In case you haven't heard, the Discord and the support of Feminist Frequency also supports the Games and Online Harassment Hotline, which is a super cool resource that you can check out and find out more on our socials. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.